Blog Talk Radio. Big Brother fans, this is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. have questions or comments, call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go. It's April 17, 2017. Welcome, Big Brother fans. Happy Manic Monday. 
I hope everybody had a wonderful Easter yesterday. And this is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host tonight. So please allow me to say thank you for joining us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. She has two amazing guests on the show tonight to chat all about Big Brother Canada 5, the double eviction, and everything that happened before and after it went down. Um, From Big Brother Season 17, Jason Roy will be back with us. And from Big Brother Canada 1, Suzette Amaya will be here with her weekly segment, Suzette Sizes Up Canada. I can't wait to hear what both of the guests have to say. And as usual, you're invited to participate too. If you have a question, a comment, or an opinion you'd like to share with Michelle, Jason, and Suzette, call in at 1-347-237-5506. Just remember, once you've reached our switchboard, to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to Manic Mondays from our switchboard. Now, let's get our host on air and get this party started. Hi, Michelle. How was your Easter weekend? Hey, Cherry Pie. Hello, everybody at Manic Monday Land. Uh, happy Easter to all. I hope you all had a fantastic time with your family, your friends, eating up all the good food, yummy, 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 in your tummy, going out <laughs> for Easter egg hunting, looking at the bunnies hopping all over the place. I wish there was just bunnies hopping all over the place. Like, how nice would that be? Just to see little bunnies all over the place. Little bunnies and chickies. Um, right? How cute. And I just um, want to say that, um, uh, you know, uh, congratulations to April, the giraffe, <sighs> for having her babies finally. I mean, we've been waiting for the babies to pop out. And these, he, is it a he? Yeah, he's so cute. He doesn't have a name yet. I actually got a notification on my phone. Rich and I were out Saturday morning, and I actually got a notification on my phone that the baby was being born and that that the baby was born. (laughs) Rich thought I was nuts that I was getting these notifications on the the April baby. (laughs) No, you're not nuts. There was people glued to the live feed of her for the past month and a half. So, no, I mean, you were the smart one. You're like, just notify me when I need to look at it, you know? <laughs> it's so adorable. Yeah, I hope you had a nice Easter. Yeah, we went to see my mom. Oh, that's great. How's she doing? She doing good? Yeah. Good. Well, we have a lot to talk about tonight, Cherry. We have so much to talk about, like... It's so crazy. It's been a crazy week in reality TV land. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to keep it open because I'm not just talking about Big Brother Canada. I'm going to be talking about Survivor a little bit. But tonight, you guys, we have two amazing guests. One, of course, being Suzette, who's going to size up Big Brother Canada. And if you guys didn't hear, I was doing the snap, flip, twist, zigzag up all round. Um, and then we have, of course, from Big Brother 17 and Big Brother Over the Top, Jason Roy, 
calling in, and I cannot wait to hear what his thoughts are. Who's he rooting for? Who's he not rooting for? Who he thought about the double eviction? Everything in between. There's stuff going down in the house right now. It was supposed to be a POV uh, ceremony, and all we got was no feeds, thinking that we were going to get something, and we got nothing, but we did find out of a secret room, possibly a diamond veto, a very secret room. So we got to find out who, what, where, why, and how. I know it's happening right now, so if anybody is going with a split screen on their computer, and to keep us updated, let us know, okay? I don't know what's going on, but something fishy is, so we're just going to say that. If you guys have questions, comments, I know you guys got comments, please. We know you do. Uh, you can call 347-237-5506. Make sure you press below one, please, so Cherry Pie knows that you want to say something. Or we'll just assume that you're listening because you could be on the road. Uh, you could be, you know, doing some, you know, cleaning up of the Easter dinner that you had at your house, whatever the case may be. Um, and we will try to get you guys on the air. If you have anything you want to say in the chat room, hey, chat room, I see you. Uh, jot it down, and we will get to all of the questions and comments, okay? Um, first, I want to say um, congratulations to all the runners in the Boston Marathon. It is the 121st Boston Marathon run that happened today. Um, and you know your girl was in Boston, so luckily I wasn't in any of the route. But, um, you know, it's very um, sensitive when it comes to the Boston Marathon because four years ago um, was the bombings. So everything went great, and congratulations to everybody who competed. Um, Cherry, would would you do a Boston Marathon? I, I ran the Boston Marathon before. Would you Would you do it? I mean, you know, anybody can do it. I can't run around the block, Michelle, much less do the Boston Marathon. But I got to say, <laughs> the woman who ran it was the first woman to run the Boston Marathon and ran it today, 50 years later, at 70 yep. years old. I have to give a shout-out to her. Amazing. Yeah. Go, girl. Yeah. She rocked. Go, girl. She ran around a few blocks there, Cherry Pie. I think you could do it. I think you could do it. I have faith in you. <laughs> you can do it. It just goes to show that so I think sweet. she came out that she came out and said, you know, at first, you know, she was the first female runner. They didn't even want her to run because she was female. And here she comes. Fifty years later she actually shot the um starting gun for the women's race and she did run Cherry and she finished the race. So a congratulations to her. Um for, for Did you see some of the pictures? Of the first race she ran, her boyfriend, who was like a football dude, had to take out the promoter of the race. He was trying to grab her, and he was running behind her and screaming at her, get out of my race, and trying to grab her number off of her back. And her boyfriend, like, pushed him aside and told her to take off running because he was trying to take her down. And they had pictures of it. I and if her boyfriend hadn't been seeing. running with her, <laughs> he would have actually taken her down. He was, you know, screaming, get out of my race. And 
you know, that he didn't want a woman running in his race. Well, and they what? later became friends. But really, that first race that she <laughs> they they did later become friends. But that first race that she ran in, he was he, oh he was so mad, and he was literally trying to to grab her number and take her down and grab her number off of her and take her out of the race. And well, he didn't take her down, Terry. He lifted her up. So she did what? Yep, she's probably she's started, a legend now. She has been started all what females now consider to be equal because we are, um, and no matter if it's a race or anything in life. So, props to her. Um, while we await Jason and Suzette calling in, and we're probably going to touch base with this. I'd like to know what their thoughts are. Um, while we have a little null time, Cherry, Suzette is on the talk about already. All right. Well, then we'll 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 save it. So let's let's you know I'm, I want to catch my breath right now, Cherry. So as you bring up our amazing Suzette, I'm gonna inhale, exhale because I have a feeling it's gonna be <laughs> an interesting conversation. A lot of things to talk about. I'm so sure. Well, get ready, guys. Well, we from Big Brother Canada one, we have our amazing. Always smiling, always jubilant. Suzette Amaya is with us. Hi, Suzette. Hey, guys. How's it going? (laughs) Hey, Suzette. Hey, girl. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Well, welcome back, Suzette. I hope you had a fabulous week. We're, like, obsessed with Big Brother in the Amaya house right now. Like, we're watching the last episode, like, three, four times, checking all the different feeds. It's crazy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It is definitely crazy. But first off, I mean, this is going to be a dumb question, but you guys celebrate Easter in Canada, right? Like, you guys do at the same time? Oh, yeah, so today's a holiday. Okay, so... Happy yep. Easter to you and your family. Happy Easter, yes, yes. All right. It was nice, you know, it was because we'd been gone at Reality Rally and then we've been like, I've been just on the road and lots of meetings. Wearing eyelash and makeup did a toll on my face, so I just spent no. the whole weekend with no makeup and no contacts, just glasses, jammies, and facials. It felt good. Girl, take that's care good. Yourself. Yeah, rejuvenate, get that yes. life back, get lots that of life water back, and girl. Lots of, you know, just taking care of myself. So it was nice. So I didn't really do anything this Easter weekend. We had a little Easter egg hunt around the house for my daughter, and we ate a lot of chocolate. But that, other than that, like I didn't. I was a good girl. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. I mean, uh, great. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, all I know is that you will be with me at the Big Brother Canada finale party, which I'm so excited. Yeah. Yay. I made the arrangements last night. It was crazy because I wasn't going to go to Niagara Falls because I'm going. I'm up for an award for my radio show um, for Best Indigenous Radio Show in Canada. I've won, it, I've won yeah. the, the award like three times, so I don't know if I'll get lucky a fourth time, but... Um, so I'm going to Winnipeg, and then I looked online. It was only like 180 bucks from Winnipeg to Toronto. And I said, well, I don't need to stay the whole weekend in Winnipeg because I know I have lots of friends there, but I'm going to Winnipeg in like next this, this coming weekend. So 
I figured, hey, I begged my husband. I'm like, you know what? My birthday's on May 21st. I'd really like to spend it in Niagara Falls. And he went Yay. for it. Yay, Yay. excited. And hopefully we are rooming together. And, yes. you know, we'll, we'll leave the other part out for now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was so did you see on my Twitter, I mean, on the Facebook post? No, I, I didn't. Me, what, what did you put? I said that we need to cut this nonsense and have co-ed rooms because, you know, when we go to Niagara Falls, we share the room with two other people. And yeah. none of, I, I just think that why can't we mix up girls with boys? I don't understand what the issue We is. did do that, though. No, because last year we room. had um, Christine and Liza. Right? Yeah, but the year before, the year before when you and me Oh, yes, together. the year before we did have Scott and his boyfriend. But I'm talking yep. about hetero hotties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking well, about, maybe I was at, my, my suggestion was maybe Mark and Zach. I don't know. I'm just uh, throwing no. it up. <laughs> Sign me up. Hello. That's, uh, we'll, we'll get to Peter, make it right happen. Now. Peter, make it happen. Okay, well, we'll talk about that in a private conversation later. Yes. Um, But we have so much to talk about tonight. Um, We're going to have Jason Roy uh, joining us, Suzette, in a few minutes. Um, So we're going to find out what his uh, account of everything that went down. Um, So let's just start in, you know, since we are on a Monday show, um, we started back last week. Let's start from the beginning of the double eviction. Um, so we had Dylan and we had Emily up on the block and, um, you know, we saw the vote happen and so we saw Emily go, did you think that the house made a good idea of taking out Emily over Dylan, who is a powerhouse? I mean, he is. As Dylan, he obviously is he's good a, at, he's good at comps. I mean, sure he could be yeah. intimidating, but. I think that he's a softie. I mean, we saw him cry in the house, and he's just a really nice, genuine guy, and I think that people can gain his trust or talk to him. He's not a gamer. Like, I think Emily was more of a gamer, and she'd be one to watch out for. And, you know, when she kind of lost trust with, with the, you know, Kevin and, and Bruno, and, and it's really one, it's such a quick game that once you lose trust, it's really hard to gain that back. And I feel that they just felt like they could trust Dylan a little bit more. Yes, I mean, you know, it's one of those things, you know, who can you trust more? But at the same time, it's, you know, sometimes you got to keep around the wild cards and take out somebody who's a threat. But you know what? Maybe they thought Emily was a bigger threat. And that's what happened. So uh, Emily was taken out of the game. And so ensued the first eviction. As soon as that happened, uh, we learned from Marissa, Suzette, <laughs> that the uh, next person evicted will be a jury member, which means, uh, well, which what meant, I should say, past tense, that the safety that Netta had attained from the beginning of the game um, was no longer in play. So yeah, and you know what's so crazy how, like, Arissa really kind of emphasized that, like, you know, and it was just like, I could just feel like, ooh, like, just throw it out there like that, you know? But, yeah, well, that safety power was gone. Gone. Abominable. Bye. See ya. But, I mean, 
you know, she had a, she has a, had a great alliance. Uh, she was, uh, you know, a six-person uh, alliance. Definitely had been running the house basically the entire few weeks. I feel like it's been forever that we've been watching. Yeah. Um, but it's been a few weeks. Um, and she made a lot of moves and everything. So, uh, so then we go to the H O H, Miss Suzette. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, going back and um, if you had a good memory, kind of thing, you know, it reminded me of my H O H win, where you had to remember. Um, well, actually, was it was that the before or after? That was the like, before yeah, or the after. Like yeah, sequences of events. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to be have a good memory of when things happen in the house. How would you have done in a competition like that? Um, I pretty, I think I'm pretty good at stuff like that. I mean, you never know until you're actually in it, right? But when I did it from home, I was like, oh, okay, I got this, you know. So uh, I think I did all right. Yeah, it's I mean, you try you to, know? Do, like, there's not, I, you, I, I'm one of those obsessive people. I would like to remember things, not so much names of people. But faces and details I can remember, and and events. Yes, and it's it's you know we, we tr- I was trying to play it with my mom and you know, but I said you know, we weren't in the house to be physically a part of it, so it's a little bit more difficult looking from the outside in, like you know. Yeah, I do find that you things. know how some, so, sorry, how some challenges in the Big Brother Canada house when they broadcast the episodes, they don't show like. They'll show the question, but you don't necessarily know the answer because you're not in the house. Or they're kind of like half competitions. Do you find that? Like, you know, people are do. are doing things, but you can't know for sure because it's like only production in the house knows how the game actually went. We just know who won, right? And I'm finding that's how it's been going. And I think that's because there's so much drama and so much things going on that they're probably trying to spice things up the episodes up so that they can fit as much content as they can. Yeah, and sometimes Suzette, they show, um, of, you know, different competitions, but they show them flip-flopped. You know, it might have been the veto first, but then they show the have-not first or something like that. So viewing it, you know, we're like, oh, this happened this way, but it didn't not in the house. It, they just aired it to go with the story content a different way. Um so, you know, that's kind of one of those things. Um, well, we did see, uh, you know, somebody win that uh, HOH, and it came down to the infamous grab your chalkboard, grab your chalk, and come up with a number. And so, obviously, it was down to Cindy and Kevin. Yeah. At that point, what were you thinking, Suzette? Um, you know, I'm a big Cindy fan. Cindy's my girl, uh, you know, like. We're friends in Reality Rally. We stayed together, but we were also sequester sisters, and we kept in touch throughout the winter quite a bit. So I was rooting for Cindy the whole way, you know. And, uh, you know, because Kevin, uh, he's playing his game. He's doing really well, but I just feel more connected to Cindy. And I was like, prank, come on, Cindy. Can yeah, I interrupt I mean, you girls for been... a moment? Yep. Sure, Miss Cherry Pie. We have your... We have your other guest on the switchboard. Well, this is a perfect time for yes. him to join us. So let's, everybody in the chat room in Minute Money Land, 
uh, I know you guys have your popcorn and your drinks ready, so uh, hold down, bunker down. Uh, let's get ready now. Yeah, we got our <laughs> next guest. Uh, let's bring them up, Cherry Pie. From Big Brother 17, we have Mr. Jason Roy with us. Hi, Jason. Hey, ladies. How are you guys today? Hey. Hey, Jason, what's going doing? down, boo? Oh, I, I'm, I'm virtually hugging you guys right now. <laughs> oh. How are you, How's Michelle? How's it going, Jason? Oh, I it's miss good. you. I love you. I miss you. I love you. I miss you. I love you. Uh, it's good. Everything is good here in sunny California. What's it look like back in Massachusetts? I mean, what's Canada look like, Suzette? <laughs> Rainy and cold. <laughs> but I'm in well, bed. Jason. Nice. It's actually 80 here today, so it's not too bad up in your 80, old neck of the woods. I don't believe you. 80 where? Yeah, babe. It was 87 yesterday. Wow. And it was 80 today, but it's going to go back down to, um, I think it said they said like 60 or something tomorrow. Wow. Well, I picked the wrong time to move. <laughs> but I hear you guys talking about Canada. Like, Yes. I am a little bit behind on this week. I just had to run to Joker's updates and spoil, like, who won the the HOH and the vetoes and stuff for myself. But the double eviction on Thursday was such a good episode. Yes. Oh, my God, Jason. You know what? My husband and I watched twice you on on the show with Peter and Alec. Great show, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we yeah, watched it, you. and then we had to rewatch it. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I have a oh. good time with Peter and Alec. It's, you know, that's the, I think, the interesting part of having so many alumni on this Canadian season, and it's the first time we've obviously had alumni come back to Canada because um, everyone's got really strong, different opinions about people. And yes, really I agree. And it's nice to to hear everyone's opinions, whether you agree or not. But I think most of us um, know each other and know the game that we're, we're all seeing it on game level. But it's really interesting to hear everyone's different opinions on everyone because obviously everyone has investments in each other. Yes. I mean, we obviously were we've spent about... a lot of time together, right? And we've yes. done a lot of different events and we've gone well, to the, some the, the Canada finale. More than others. You know, some people connect yeah. more, you know, and I think that people are – you know, supporting the people they connect with the most, right? Right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of divide, but it's a game, everybody. (laughs) I mean, I can't wait to see what happens in the finale. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I can't wait to see when the dust settles, right? Well, we'll we'll see see how Niagara goes. If there's going to be any drama, I'm sure there's going to be. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit of drama. So, Jason, you just joined us. In the nick of time, we were just kind of breaking down the week, um, and we you reached us at the point of, um, you know, the chalkboard coming out and the chalk coming out for, you know, the HOH after the first eviction. And we were just talking about, um, you know, when it comes down to the chalkboard, you got to come up with a number. Um, so it was between mm-hmm. Cindy and Kevin. So Suzette, obviously, she was rooting for Cindy. They've, you know, sequestered sisters. They have their bond together. What were you thinking at that moment when Cindy and Kevin had to write down the infamous number, don't go over, don't go don't well, do one, this isn't Price is Right? 
I actually believe that Cindy and Kevin are probably playing the best two alumni games left in there at this point. So, um, yet they're, you know, aligned and also not, you know, it, it, was, it would eventually turn into them versus each other. But I think in where they were in the current place of the game, I think it really didn't matter whether Cindy or Kevin won because they are on the same path at this current moment. But um, it was good to see Cindy win, even though I think she was trying to throw it with such a low number because, um, I mean, you, you, do, you have to guess that the other person could go over as well, so it may not be obvious that you were throwing it. But um, with a number like 22 when the real number was like 197 or something, I just thought Cindy was a little bit too off to um, actually be trying to find the correct answer. But, you know, these, these chalkboards come out and it is um, – it, 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 it's strategy as well as it's a guessing game. And some of the things they'll ask you about are the last things you would ever think to count in in a challenge or in anything. And that's what they're going to ask you on a chalkboard. So I think it was interesting that it came down to them. Um, but I was happy to see Cindy win. Cindy, um, I've known probably just as long as Kevin, but Cindy is a very, very sweet, um, real girl. So um, it's nice to see um, Cindy triumph. Yeah, I thought, you know, it was great to see her win. Um, I don't, I didn't think that she was trying to throw it, guys. I think that she was just really taking a, a guess. I think that her guess was maybe low. Um, at the same time, like you know, when you've been put on the spot, like an easy question, somebody just throws it at you, and you're like, uh, 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 you, you know, you got yeah, like, like right. to think about I it, agree. and you go brain dad. You know, you go it's brain like dad. Jeopardy. You're like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, and the other thing is, if you go over, then you automatically lose unless both people go over. So, you know, all these people try to kind of, you know, go really close to what they think. And nine times out of ten, you know, what you see with your own eyes is sometimes a little bit extra. So you yeah. add extra. So mm-hmm. maybe lowballing it was a, a good idea. Maybe that was her strategy to try to make sure she won. Um, and it either way, you out guys. For her. Yeah, either way, she won, okay? Yeah. So she's HOH. Well, and the thing is, too, you got to backtrack. When um, Netta came off at that point before the, you know, when she she didn't, she didn't lost her position, you can hear the crowd, like, go wild, like, ah, they were so excited. Yes. I'm sure that the, the house guests can hear that because I know, I'm not, I can't say for sure in this house, but I remember when we were in the old house, we could hear all the audience. Um, because yeah. it's only a, a, a like a wall over, and I and I can sense that they heard it because they were just kind of you can see people like whoa that was intense right, and I think that could have kind of influenced things a little bit, you know. Oh and well, you know. I think that does help a lot. I think even if they can't necessarily hear the audience all the time, I mean in BBUS our audience is literally right behind a wall, so you will hear them, but yeah. Um, in, in Canada, obviously, their audience is so much bigger, so the crowd's yells are so much bigger. And then, obviously, every time Arissa crosses to the house, you're obviously hearing the crowd then. So and I think that could have a little bit of the effect on maybe not some people wanting to target Netta. Like Ika and Dimitri, we all knew that was going to happen. But I think that helps sway people like Cindy to maybe say this is the right choice because clearly the crowd has a strong yeah. opinion. 
You don't yeah. know why the crowd has a strong opinion. That could be because, you know, they either just don't like Netta, which I kind of think it is now. I think that Netta mm-hmm. really hasn't done anything too wrong. Or it could mean that, you know, Netta was in there calling them the C word in the diary room every day. So you really don't know why someone's going to receive those boos. And I think um, maybe post-OTT Big Brother as well, perception is actually very important. So um, if yeah. you hear that the public doesn't want to like doesn't like someone, the best way for you to get liked is to not like that person either in Target. Yeah, and being an alumni, they would know that too. I think that Cindy would kind exactly. of exactly any information is so valuable. And when Netta, you know, lost that challenge, it was like a wake up call to people to see where the public perception is at and kind of sway Cindy on like reevaluating her game a little. Mm. Well, it makes everybody think, first off, okay, Netta got this safety till jury via Canadian fans, viewers. Right, so Period. she looks like That's the fan favorite coming out. She's yeah. out the gate first with the fans, and then in three, four weeks, they suddenly hear, hold on, I thought this was like the golden child, and now she's getting booed. You, well, you the are going to factor it, that in. It wasn't mm-hmm. like... She did everything right as far as game wise, right? She she's winning challenges. She was great in the DR, but it was her pay. It was like the catty behaviors that sort of swayed the public perception. And and people they do go extra when they are watching the show. They they yeah. have strong emotions, and then they go a little bit further to almost hate, which is kind of ridiculous. But that was really affecting her game. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, that did not help her public perception. But what I like to try to alert the whole world of over and over is that we are all a bunch of hypocrites that all like um, what we like and see in people in ourselves. So um, I can't say that Ned is catty when Ika, who I love to death, has all the potential to be just as catty. So it's one of those things that some people we want to see the pettiness from and some people we don't. And I don't think people wanted to see it from Netta, but they're willing to see it from people like Aika. So it's one of those things where it's like it's the same coin and we could have flipped it the other way. And, you know, people didn't like Aika's cattiness and pettiness last time around, but they're loving it this time. It's all about who your verse is. Um, than really what your personality is or whether um, the public identifies with that or not. Some some seasons they like well, a bitchy person, and some seasons they're like, I can't stand that this person's so bitchy. Well, also, too, like there were such strong alpha females in the house, and yes. Ika didn't didn't change. She was Ika's no. Ika she, pre, the previous season and this season. Her behavior, mm-hmm. the way she is, she does. She's unapologetic and she's real and she's herself. Whereas Netta, right. she she kind of transformed in front of the audience. But really, that is the Netta that I know that I've seen, right? So right. they were just like, "Whoa, this is not someone we fell in love with the last season." So it was something that you're right. They kind of were shocked, but it didn't surprise. I think people. You know I mean? it, it's hard too because your life um, goes on freeze. In between, like, you know, most of us have only done one season, but I I had a year in between OTT. And even in the course of a year, you change, you grow for the better or for the worse, but a lot of things will be different in your life. So um, it's hard to think that someone's going to come back three years later and be the person we thought they were (laughs) from a TV show 
where we really don't know that person and we don't know what they're like now. So um, it's just one of those things where it's, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard road, but I think that's the beauty in having um, people return is that they get to show new, new feathers of their, of their mane, you know, and nobody knew I was such big of an asshole because on 17, I really didn't get any storylines because it's like, you didn't see me. So, um, you know, it was, it's like, you know, it's one of those things. It's nice to see people's dark sides sometimes. I want to see well-rounded characters. Well, I think it's like, wait, in New England, wait a minute for the weather to change, right? Right. So, you could, the person could be exactly the way that they are. Awesome, amazing. But something in that house changes, whether it be power, whether it Mm. be a twist whether it be somebody Stress. that you're aligned with does something, then it's tainted. And so then, you know, you evolve and you're like, well, you know, now I'm not crazy about this. And then in the following swoop, you can get them to win HOH and they do something that you want them to do. No, now that you, you like them. So mm-hmm. I yes. think that's really what it comes down to. It's all about timing. And oh, as much as the public flip-flops their opinion on people, the house guests are also flipping-flopping their opinion on people as well. You know, your best friend this week could be your biggest threat, you know, next week. And I, that, that sort of goes to even back to Ica's season of when Sabrina and Rochelle ran Ica's HOH and then plotted her demise the very next week. I mean, that is the game of Big Brother. I'm obsessed with Ica. Just put it out there. It. Obsessed. Love Me it. Me too. I want more. I, you know, want more. Ica is my girl. I've been Team Ica from the minute they showed this cast list. Exactly. And everyone, of course, has their own people. You know, Ned is really, really close with a lot of the um, big other I'm, I'm, I'm here in Vancouver with all Team Nettas, and I'm, yes. the only, I'm Team Ica 100%. I mean, I live where Netta lives, right? And, and, I mean, that's just the way it is. People are their personalities they and their interests and I because my kind of person I love her I you know and I'm glad all of them that I came back this this season I haven't really talked much about Canada on anything so I'm kind of like summarizing the whole season already but all the people that returned I think when it first came out we had a lot of alumni that were a little bit petty and bitchy, eventually, especially about some of the boys that were invited back. They're thinking, why is Dallas invited back? But I think that everyone needs to realize that everyone's a different type of character. They needed a Dallas. Maybe none of the I other love Dallas. I were yeah, a Dallas. Dallas is great DR. He's, yeah. He's great in the DR. Um, and Cassandra, she is someone who was great on her season and really never got into a good spot this season. And um, I think part of the reason Netta's downfall is because she took out people like Cassandra and Gary, not necessarily her downfall with the public perception of the audience. I think in the game there were two people that were going to be targets above her, even in her safe after jury scenario, or not safe after jury scenario. And I think this is where our girl Ica is running into problems because now – she is going to be the top female in charge because Cindy is going to be good enough to push the target away from her and onto Ica if it ever comes to that. So I think that um, we're only going to have one female alumni standing towards the end of the season, and it might be Little Miss Cindy. <laughs> it might For be. Sure. I, well, the so thing guys, is, too, Cindy's a comp beast as well. Oh, yeah. You know? 
she 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 can she can pull her pull her pull her game together and she's playing good, you know? Like she she has a great social game. I mean, the both of them it, it is going to get ugly at one point, but I think mm-hmm. that you know that right now there's more newbies in the house and so everyone's going to be scrambling exactly. to build, to build more relationships. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. Like, if you would have told me a month ago that we'd have, you know, half of the alumni out and we'd only be missing two newbies, I would tell you that you were smoking crap. (laughs) Well, you know what the funny thing is? Because I predicted this before, didn't I, Michelle? I I figured that Sydney (laughs) would be the one to take out Netta and that they would all turn on themselves because they're all alpha females. And right. it will get catty. There is going to be some eye scratching, and I knew that this would happen because, you know, you kind of know the relationships outside the house if you're part of the big exactly. alumni. And, you know, people don't forget, and mistrust happens, and, you know, people talk, and there's all sorts of different dynamics, right? And so in the okay. house, I, mean, I knew Neha it was going to all explode. Shout out during the fight, and Neha's not even on this season. I'm like, this is more intergrained than just what happens in the house. It is real-life stuff that we've now shoved back in the house and seen how it explodes because, you know, it was no secret that Ika and Cindy did not get along to me, and it's nice to see them get along now, um, but it's funny to hear even Neha's name get shouted out in that fight, and I'm thinking, Neha, what the hell are you doing? You're at home right now, girl. <laughs> yeah. All right, you yeah. guys. You know what? This is so crazy, but let's just all, I want to know, I want to feel what you felt at that moment. Okay. Okay, so she puts up Jackie and Dylan, all right? All right, so then Jackie wins the veto. That was amazing. She was through it. She did that. Oh, my God. She was off the hook on that, right, guys? She she can can really, really wow. Jackie reminds me of Becky Burgess. Oh, yeah. um, she really, there's something about her, um, and I, no shade to Becky, because I love Becky, and I don't necessarily know if I'd get along with Jackie in person, but um, mm. I think that when it comes down to it, she's a powerhouse and a cop. She's she's going to be Cindy's strongest competition for female cop beats. Oh, yes, I believe that, for sure. Yeah. Like, she does come off as a little vanilla, right? But I'm yeah. sure that when she wants to win, she's going to work really hard, and she's going to be one that, you know, she's going to take out some people for sure. Oh, she's Give a warrior. Give her the opportunity. I mean, mm-hmm. So right, I was so you guys to see Jackie win because I wanted to see a big move happen. I know a lot of people wanted to see Dylan go. Yes. And Dylan annoys me. I don't really find the value in him. I'm fine if he goes anytime soon. But I would rather see in a double fiction where, you know, something really exciting happens. How boring would the interviews be if it was Emily and Dylan all week or if it was Emily and uh, Jackie all week? <laughs> it was an week. epic <laughs> double eviction. <laughs> but that is not what happened, Jason. It wasn't no. just Emily and Dylan or Emily and Jackie. So Jackie won the veto and then... It she was the, the double block. eviction heard round the world. Everybody mm-hmm. gasped. Everybody grabbed their children and just hugged them. <laughs> Literally, I grabbed my daughter really? and held my husband's hand really That's tight. Storage, the storage room fight is the highlight of the episode. Oh, my God. So, it's on repeat at my house. <laughs> oh, my God. I promise you're going home. I promise. Like, <laughs> it is 
classic Big Brother Janelle type shit. Like, the bitch, go get TV the key, ever. I'll throw it. It is like the good BB we want to see. I want to see confrontation. I want to pe- yeah. see people yelling at each other. I want to see fingers pointing. That's why I turn my TV on. Listen, <laughs> this you know, the is exactly is, what we wanted. Yes. And how good this season has been. This, for me, was the best moment of Big Brother Canada history. It's Can we all agree with that? Exactly. History. You know what I've well, done? I've, I've really worked to... Um, mentally and, and personally remove myself from the game and from knowing these people and watching it, trying not to be biased. And it was such right. a great television, you know, like, yeah, I feel bad for Netta. Yeah, I feel bad for people that are getting, you know, the shade thrown around. But, fuck, it's good TV. I'm sorry, part of my language. Trust me. <laughs> it's such good TV. And me, I'm, I know Netta. She is like me when it comes to Big Brother to a core. She's watching these internet seasons that are foreign countries, and like Netta really knows her stuff, so I know how much it actually really means to her. Where some of these people, whether newbies or returnees, a lot of this is an opportunity to get on TV. It's just them trying to win some money, but they're not really passionate about the game. So when you see someone that is really passionate about it, um, who is usually pretty stoic with her emotions. We usually don't see Netta break down much um, and see her in a vulnerable moment crying at the end of her interview. I think um, it maybe humanized her to some people that weren't seeing the human in her anymore. But to me especially, I knew what that's like as a super fan getting kicked out when you feel like I have not fulfilled the prophecy yet. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, I know, because I see a lot of the alumni, like, like, oh, I'm devastated. I'm so crushed. I feel so... Well, no one gave a shit when, like, Gary was evicted, and he was everything to me. No one, no mm-hmm. one, no, alumni weren't going, oh, my God, poor Sandra. You know, as a house guest, when we were on the show, we all lived and breathed and wanted to play, too, and we were all super fans as well. But when we right. got evicted, we didn't get that devastation, and, oh, my God, I feel sorry for her. Like, you know, yeah, I could have went out crying in that, too, but I didn't. Right? Right. Because I was so I mean, grateful and oh my god, right? And so and you're right when I see that happen, stuff. I'm like, okay, well that's how you handled it. I know that's your coping mechanism now. I feel really bad for you. But we've all been there, you know. Oh, of course. I mean, we've all been evicted. We all know it's not a good feeling. We all wanted to win and didn't. So um, it's it's you you know the feeling, and obviously everyone does deal with things differently. But like you're saying about some of the alumni that are so team that uh, were really crushed about it, and obviously that's their friend, but you're right. When some of these other people went, nobody was showing Gary, Cassandra, or Dallas the same type of love. Um, but you know when everybody gets together, Shit, they're I was. still being like, I was like crying, like, no, Gary! I was and I'm giving, telling you, all of LGBT yeah. community here in Vancouver and across the country and the people that support him were absolutely devastated. My phone was going off the hook. Like, no, well, to Gary. Gary's an so, icon. He you know, there's, there's so many, so, and so is Netta. So I just feel like this this is going to be like a roller coaster for everyone through and through from beginning to end because we personally have investments in every single one of these people. Mm-hmm. We, well, my we fingers are crossed now that we can start getting these newbies out of here because I'm going to kill <laughs> myself if the final two is like Dylan and Jackie. 
Or, you know Please. what I'm saying, I am going to die if Karen is in the final four. Actually, if I was playing, I'm definitely bringing Karen to the final four. I love Karen. Yes. I won't be surprised. You know, and the thing is, too, I'd be okay with Dre and William. I think that they're doing pretty good as well. You know, I think that Those they're making great favorite television. Movies. Those are I my love favorite Dre movies. I think they're good, but I think that they're um, – on they rose to power with the viewers as likable house guests because they were the versus of the alumni that they didn't like. But now they've had the power kind of a few times. They keep going on the up and up, and there's less of resistance against them. And everybody knows that we love a good old underdog. And the minute you're no longer the underdog, uh, they will fall quickly off you. So I think William well, and Dre are... Well, the thing is, are... they're actually playing a game. I look at all the newbies. They're actually talking about games, trying in the competitions. Yep. So they have been since the beginning. Yes. Right. They give me low-key, like me and Devon tease, just to see their sort of friendship in that Aww. I think that they they aren't going to break from each other regardless of anything. It sort of is like the, okay, we got like the Canadian Jason and, and Day. Like, okay, I see you, William yeah. and Dre. You better work. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, right. I really thought. Oh, continue, Michelle. <laughs> Get to the nitty gritty. Okay. Right. So then we see Cindy going back and forth in the storage room yeah. about what she should do, and then Ika kicks in the door, waves in the four four. Okay, which is her mouth. Cindy, you gotta do it. Cindy, you gotta do it. Cindy, you gotta do. You gotta do. You gotta do. You. Did you guys think at that moment? I mean, I know they had spoilers, whatever. But did you think at that moment that she would really actually go through with it? Like she would actually I did. do it. Like, oh, I think I figured she would because she she knows. Okay, she's already been burned a little bit by, and she made she made Nedim kind of made Cindy cry over that that bullying stuff, whatever that was. Um, just those, those games or whatever. Um, but I think that, you know, Cindy is is epic, extra kind of person. And she knows if she's going to be remembered, this is her chance to be remembered. You know what I right. mean? Like, Cindy's, here, yeah. Cindy's here to, you know, stamp her name with a capital S. So yes. um, we, she wants to make sure that we don't forget about her again because she's someone who kind of, when they released the cast, they said, yeah, we like her or knew her. And, yeah, she's good, but is she, you know, all-star quality? And I think now people are saying that, no, Cindy is here to show that she is all-star quality. And when you have a massive, loud argument like that where basically the whole house here is half of your dirty business, I don't think that Cindy could have been um, copped out and maybe put up another floater-type person. She was either going to have to put up Netta or she was going to have to put up Ica because those two were not going to stay together not one more day. Oh, listen. Listen, Cindy, with an S, stamped with an S, her role in this Big Brother house, she just said, boom, here I am. I'm going to do this. Don't me with an S. Yep. Listen, she fucking brought it. She came. She delivered. She signed it. She sealed it. She sent it out. Because when I say that, she brought it, but she had to think that the alliance that was backing up Netta because right. they still had the numbers to get Dylan out, okay? Mm-hmm. So she had to put that shit out there and then the rest of the alliance had 
to do what they were supposed to do individually in that two minute span to well, go with know, it. And guess what, you guys? They so went with many, it. These alliances have so many side alliances. So um, it, it does, it, some people are like, oh, I'm really surprised, you know, like people like Bruno and Kevin would vote out Netta. And I'm like, I'm not because their new yeah. investment is scooping up the Dillons and the Jackies. They've really been working the newbies hard. So um, obviously they don't want to lose their own any of their game. new puppets. They yeah. don't want to lose any of their new puppets to someone that they know is probably smarter than them and they won't be able to control like Netta. You guys, you guys. Netta did not go out without a fight, though. Uh, they did actually, uh, on social media, uh, showed a clip of Netta in between people going in and voting on if they were going to vote Dylan out or Netta out. Netta, she was Ooh. just trying she threw it. dirty laundry. She threw out really? everything, I, which... I have not yes. seen this. She did. It, it, it actually. I just saw the video maybe about thirty minutes before coming on air. Yeah. She was one by one calling out everybody and all of what they've been doing in that house. I mean, probably not a Netta move per se, but she was trying to convince them to keep her, and it, it wasn't pretty. It was not uh, what I thought. Well, you, you know, know Netta would have done. I mean, there's times when I thought of just outing everyone's alliances, like, okay, now's my chance, I'm just going to, and they're like, no, that's not cool, I better not do it, right? Like, oh, I don't want to be that person to just, like, throw everyone under the bus. But she slowly went for it, and, you know, like, well, you get she, desperate she, at that moment, you want to stay so bad. Well, you know, you gotta you got to pull out any card you got when you know yes. you're probably going home. And if it's mid-voting, you basically know you're going home, especially if you've just been backdoored. So you might as well throw it all out there. I commend her for that. Yeah. I think it was great. I think it was out of, you know, the left pocket of what she normally would have done because I think she knew at that moment when she was put up on the block by Cindy, her game was done. And I mean, a lot of the times you don't do this because you still have an investment for the people you're leaving in the game. I always said on 17 that I was going to explode and talk all this shit my last day, and then you stop yourself and you go, no, I'm leaving Megan James behind. I, I don't want to hurt them with the whole house because of my actions. So you end up trying to go out being polite. Um, I don't think Netta has an investment in anyone that's going to win now. She obviously knows all these people. She lives with them. And um, obviously you're really bitter in the moment that they all decide to kick you out. So you, nobody is safe. I don't care if I leave here and you, you hate my best friend now because uh, it doesn't matter. I'm out. Well, okay, you know, they, ha- you they could possibly give her an opportunity to win her way back. We, we never know until it's over. We too, never right? know. You never, never know. know. Question for you guys. I want to know your opinion, okay? So yes. either Cindy made the best move ever or Netta basically put the nail in her coffin by, you know, obviously whatever happened between the time that she got safety to the time now with changing Canada's views, some of the ways that she acted in the house, you know, did you do you think that, it was her nailing her own coffin, or do you think Cindy made the best move? How do you guys look at it? Mm, I think it's both. I think that, you know, 
her her behavior only on public opinion um, kind of solidified uh, her demise, right? Because mm-hmm. people could hear the cheering. People could hear yep. the booing. Like, they they know. Like, I remember we used to be in the house, and they'd, they'd say, hey, do you like Suzette? And they go, yeah. Oh, do you like Tom? No. You know, stuff like that. You can mm-hmm. hear all that, right? So I think that has something to do with it. Um, and then Cindy, she did what's best for herself in that moment, but I don't know moving forward. She's a free agent right now, and she's going to have to work double hard. Right. But I think, and she sort of showed everyone that she's not afraid to make big moves. So players will try to either use her to get their big moves done, or she's an immediate target because they know that they are a big move. Like if I was Kevin, I would want Cindy out, regardless if I knew I could trust her or not, because I know when it comes down to it, Cindy will know when to pull the trigger on me. So she <laughs> got to go before I got to go. Yeah, can I just say that in in BBUS, the audience is about four or five rows, maybe. Yeah, um, it's like three. It goes kind of like in a triangle. It's not even a triangle. It's kind of like a half a triangle. It's like a V, okay? Yeah. And Canada is like 30 times that. Raptors, in the, in the US, bleachers. Yeah. The U.S. Yeah, can hear everything, Jason, right? So can you imagine what they can hear on the Canada side. <laughs> Holy shit. Exactly. And oh, yeah, you can hear everything, different. I'm sure. Yeah, we know their house is set up different. They do have more space between their audience than we actually do here in the United States. But a building is a building, and we all know these are filmed in studio sound spaces. They're big, dark, empty rooms that are going to echo very loudly, even if you had four people in your audience in Canada. I'm sure the house guests could still hear. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that when she did come out, she got a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was some remarks in there. Um, Netta will always be a strategic, wonderful, awesome game player, and I think she needs to respect that the fact that I think Cindy made a fantastic move. She did what she had to do, and, you know, it's like restart of the game, reset it. You know, time for everybody to figure out their their mm-hmm. spot in the house. You have to move on to the next step. It's you know we've had, we've seen Survivor with you know winners come back and they're targeted because they are already winners. So Netta comes back as basically almost already a winner, as does Gary, and those are people that are going to be targeted because no one wants to see somebody else come in third or second again when they are still going to just end up on nothing but the jury. So um, it just it makes sense. I don't think that I think if Netta played a different game, she would have went further. I don't, you know what I mean. I I think they would have said, okay, your your immunity's done, but you're playing such a good game you and you're treating someone out. so great. You know, like maybe we'll keep you further. It's good for me and Bruno. Well, Kevin, I think a lot right? of people think that. Um, Netta showed that she maybe wasn't as good strategically in season two and that maybe she needed people like John, but I necessarily don't believe that. I think that she was as strategic, and sometimes the best strategic people, the the cards still just don't pan out for you. You can't cover your ass from every angle. So um, one day someone's going to bite you in it, and it happened to have been Cindy this time. But I think Netta was still 
as good strategically as she was back in the day. I think that just a new cast of characters, um, and a lot of these people are smart. They know the game. They've either played once or, you know, they know what's going on. So I don't think that it's gonna, it was gonna, ever going to be as easy for Netta this year, where she kind of cruised through BB2 and didn't really have too much issue. I think that Netta's biggest downfall was going after vets right away. I don't know how there mm-hmm. can still be so many freaking newbies in mm-hmm. this house. And I think that if she just had waited because she did have a core, six people, kept maybe Cassandra, uh, kept Gary in a little bit longer, uh, maybe just, you know, done what she was doing game-wise, like winning and putting up the right people. But I think yeah. that, you know, I think it, she, she, she outstepped out well, it. And remember before she we talked about, she has like a sixth sense. She knows when people are coming after her. So she did what she could yeah. to to stay alive. She knew mm-hmm. that Cassandra was coming after her, and she knew that Gary was coming after her. Netta has eyes behind right. the back of her head. So she she was very successful in, in, in getting them out. I don't think it had affected her game. I thought I think that it probably showed maybe, yeah, you are a big threat, but I think it's the behaviors that kind of added to that distrust. You know what right. I mean? So mm-hmm. those kinds of things kind of created her demise while people are kind of not liking the way she's behaving. Right. Not necessarily yeah. her gameplay. I think she played a, a really great game. I think yeah. it was smart for her to take them out, but I think it should have been timing and so then other stuff as well. Where, you know, your biggest enemy is actually sometimes your best ally because they're the only person that's actually, like, competing with you. So while both of you remain there, um, the house will do all types of different things and let you still go after each other. So leaving Gary or Cassandra, like, into the jury phase is leaving a big meat shield in front of yourself, whether they are going to target you or not. But when that person gets power... You can play that card. You can say, look, we've been targeting each other all game, but we can truce it right now because we're going to need each other. And most of the time, no one buys that. It's not going to work out. But sometimes that's the person you really need. So um, I think that we could have seen a different game if Gary or Cassandra stayed. Netta would have eventually needed them, and um, we would have come back around maybe full circle with a lot of these vets working together. But, um, you know, also time is a factor in these things. Um, you know, it's no surprise that our first our, the first couple people out are from, you know, Big Brother Canada 4. They've only had a year to bond with these people. They've probably only seen them a few times over the course of this year. So they're never really going to be as tight as some of them. No, and, and even Gary, of, even though he's season one, Gary, he, Gary he wasn't engaging really with the rest of the, the, the cast mm-hmm. members, you know. He wasn't, he didn't come to the, the events that we go to. So right. he, he never, never kept a close Gary. relationship you know, with I've them. Oh, my God, he's so amazing. Oh, I'm sure he is. I love him. Yes. I'm a fan of the secret wedding from your season, Suzette. Like, I was watching Big Brother Canada one feed. Like, thank God they did the winter season. Like, I remember when Canada popped off. So, of course, I'm a Gary fan, but Gary is more removed from the alumni now. Exactly. Well, even in in the everyday life, I mean, I'm sure hoping he's coming to Niagara Falls. I'm harassing him to go. And that's, yeah. Well, and so it's, it's no surprise to see the kind of core alumni of season two and season three really having stuck together and removed the, you know, the vintage alumni of one 
and the new kids of four because those are the people that they know the least about. Yeah. Yep, very true. Very true. It's going to be hard to break them up. I just want to also talk real quick. Um, did everybody notice Dylan's face throughout this entire thing? He had a I have poop in my pants moment the entire time. His <laughs> mouth was open, and he could not believe that this was happening. He was sitting there, I think, like a fan or just like anybody watching uh, Big Brother Canada and going, oh, my God, is this happening? Oh, my God, are they fighting? Oh, my God, am I going to be safe right now? <laughs> he like, was probably did you guys so much shocked because he's so clueless yeah. to what's actually happening in the house. <laughs> like, he doesn't know who likes each other, who doesn't, who's plotting, who's scheming, who's manipulating. I don't think he knows any of that stuff is going on. And he was probably like, what is going on here? <laughs> what is happening here? But, you know, when a fight breaks off, especially when you're on the block and you're not involved, you let that run, honey, because it might be your saving grace. <laughs> front row center. <laughs> you sit on that poop and let it freaking stuff from Yeah, it's like, because don't go to the bathroom and just leave that in your pants because you're going to, like, it's, a, it's all going to work out for you. If you're having a shit yourself moment because the other nominee or the, the other potential nominee is in an argument, good. Let him go. You know, big brother, we love to see a good confrontation, but as a game player, confrontation is something you usually try to avoid. So if it happens, you're like, thank God it ain't happening to me. Let them go at it. This episode can be about them. I'm going to sit over here and try to win some money. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it was just epic watching his face. Um, uh, speaking of Dylan, uh, okay, so Netta got evicted, and we saw that. Uh, um, just amazing to watch. Um, so we now know that Dylan is HOH. Well, look at that, you guys. You know, you can be at the bottom That's of the barrel in one minute. Bottom of the barrel. we all been there. We've done that. We've gone from being in the slumps of Big Brother to being in the castle. <laughs> yes. You guys, we've all been there before, haven't we've been we? There. Uh, uh, um, no. I mean, I survived yes. a double eviction. <laughs> yeah, I was taken out by a double eviction. So, uh, But I, I did win a HOH in my unitod, so I know that going around, come around, it's uh, all about the Big Brother house. But what were you guys' thoughts on Dylan's uh, nomination picks? Um Moving forward, obviously well, we I know that Demetrius won the veto, but what you thought? The each comp was a really cool comp to me, and I think it helped Dylan win that he was able to pull the sympathy card of I want to see my niece and stuff like that in a buzzer-type game and an elimination-type game. When it gets down there, that's sort of an easy deal to make with people. Like, you're good with me, and you know I want to see a letter, blah, blah, blah. So um, I think his rise to power wasn't as triumphant not like he really did anything that special for it. He just has some quick hands, which we all know he does because he's a boxer. Now, yes. um, his nominees uh, did surprise me, really. I wasn't expecting that. I thought they, it was a waste of time of nominees. Who was his yeah. nominees again? Demetrius and... It was Demetrius and... Um, uh, Jackie? Jackie, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe it was Demetrius and Jackie. Correct? Yeah, it was Demetrius okay, Jackie yes, and Demetrius yes. won veto. Oh, right. and they're gonna. And, and then who won veto? Demetrius. Demetrius did. won the veto. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So now I think they. I have they already done the replacement nominee, Michelle. Are they okay. So let me fill you guys in on what's been going on in the past uh, five hours. 
So right the down, everybody's thinking that the veto nomination is going down, the veto ceremony is going down, I should say, and that we're going to come back and see what speculations are is that Cindy might go up in place of Demetrius or Bruno might be getting the back door. Um, but now in the past half hour, okay, supposedly mm-hmm. that there is now – a secret room, and the secret room has a diamond veto or some sort of secret veto hidden from what okay. we are get, gathering right now. The five-hour uh, feeds down was a uh, cleaning. Um, oh, they were punished because they're cleaning. They weren't cleaning the house, I guess. Um, so what I gathered, like I said, this is just happening within the past 30 minutes of before I came on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is that Karen is going crazy in the house. She's talking shit to everybody. Uh, did they give them clues about this veto? Uh, did they give them clues about the secret room? Supposedly it's near the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe Kevin was standing right above it almost without really knowing that it was right underneath his feet. Oh, wow. Um, so this right now they're... This season, Suzette, were you in the house when they thought there was a hidden veto? Everyone thought there was a hidden veto. They've been looking at cameras. Tom Everybody like thinks there's always a hidden shit. veto. You know, we always look for it. Um, but I think it was season two with Allison came back and she yeah. had that that secret one that now people really think every year we're going to get... Every year. I know that we would look... I mean, I I looked everywhere, and I found something, and it said Big Brother Canada, and I freaked, and it it happened to be just, like, a key that everyone got, but I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, look at me. I found the video. And I was like, no, everyone got that. I'm like, well, I didn't. It was so stupid. (laughs) So it's like you just want... (laughs) That's horrible. How can they do that to you, Suzette? That's horrible. You got a phone call and you won HOH, so I guess that that comes up with it. But um, yes. but so I think it's a little fishy, okay, that they have not done the ceremony yet when they're supposed to be uh, have done it. So I don't know if they're waiting for somebody to find it. I don't know if they've been throwing clues out. You know, uh, I don't know about Big Brother Canada, but uh, Jason can probably uh, attest to this that. They would give out random just clues on just life, like a centipede has 112 legs. Oh, they and... tell you dumb facts. You memorize every single one of those facts, and which day they said it on. Oh, yes. Oh. For a cup, that shit never comes up. They just have those just to, pl- just to screw with you, really. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they are giving them clues to it today, I'm sure they would like it to be found in the course of this week, you know, this is still TV where things have to air in episodes and you have to sort of have a storyline per episode. We can't introduce the veto this week and have no one find it for the next four weeks because that just doesn't work for TV. So, of course, if, if, if this is the twist of the week that they're trying to push out there, then they need it to be found this week, and therefore they'd like it to be found before the POV ceremony. Now, I just went to Joker's updates, and it says, you guessed it, still no POV ceremony, and this sort of reminds me of BB-17 when Audrey lost herself in the diary room. Let's just hope that nothing like that has happened today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well isn't it to say... Yep, go ahead. What was that? 
Isn't it strange? Who's to say that they didn't do this? I'm sorry, Suzette, I cut you off. How rude am I? Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I just wondering, maybe it's Dre's birthday and they're throwing another party or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Then again, Canada maybe they had him clean up the house so that somebody could find this veto. Hmm? Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, that's what got on the chat room is that they were getting a house cleaning. Um, they were being told by by Big Brother to clean the house so they were on house cleaning duty and that's one of the reasons the house uh, the feeds were down is that I they were on house so clean the house, duty. find a veto clean the house, find a veto that's what I'm saying I'm surprised that Big Brother does tell them to clean the house in Canada because here in America that's something that causes arguments and bullshit but it's really no one's job, you can live in filth for the three months if you want to as long as you keep their mirrors clean so, oh, my um, God. Well, yeah, when I was in the house, all I did was clean because no one else would, and they'd make us clean. I thought, what the fuck am I doing? And I thought maybe I was getting everyone's good graces. It didn't work. So now I know. No. Just play the they game. Yeah, they don't care if you cleaned or cooked for them. These people don't care at all. Um, no. you know, that's, that, the providing thing works in Survivor where they go, oh, no, you're, you're the one catching the fish. We need you here. But there, the, the storage room is always stocked unless you're on flop. So ain't nobody worried about who's cleaning, who's cooking, who does this, who does that. When they go, you, we all live in a home. We all know how to survive by ourselves. We're all adults. And when you go home, guess what? If no one wants to clean anymore. Let the house be disgusting because, you, you know, it's not your house. You don't pay the bills there. I don't know. I like the clean house. I like the clean house. I clean the house. I clean my dishes. I clean my underwear. Yeah. I clean everything. You know what I mean? I I like, you know, because I'm sure I pooped in that motherfucker fermenting because of some kind of gameplay. But, you know, you never know what Big Brother was thinking, telling them to clean the house. Hello? Well, you know, They're telling BB you to clean UK, the house. Go find a veto, bitch. <laughs> well, BBUK makes them clean the house actually quite often. But when they do it, um, they play music into the house. To motivate, and you know that's enough to motivate. You get everybody dancing a yeah. little bit. They're much more happy to pick up a broom or a vacuum. So um, I don't. Think or unless that, maybe uh, the brick doesn't want to see their furniture and everything all nasty. They want the sponsors well, happy with a clean house. <laughs> that's true. You have sponsors. The bathroom is basically sponsored by Crest. None of those things want to be represented by a stinky-looking bathroom or a dirty HOH sofa. So um, I'm sure those companies have an investment of their things looking good when they appear on television. That's why they paid to have their things in there, or they paid, you know, to give the winner a prize. It's ironic. You got got Oreo uh, as one of the sponsors, and you got Crest. So eat an Oreo, mess your teeth up, clean your teeth. That's what I'm saying. Make sure your teeth are right, people. Because they're it's zooming true. in on your teeth. Zooming it's in. It's true. Um, any, any car that's given away, the car company doesn't want to hear people say, this car doesn't work for shit. They want to hear or see it look nice. These, that's what these sponsors are paying for, airtime. Absolutely. Right. Okay, so I'm going to ask um, Jason first. If you were in Dylan's shoes right now and – you could put somebody up on the block. I guess the you know the words are either Cindy or Bruno, is you know what's going on right now. Even with that aside, who would you put up right now? Because right now I'm assuming who they're putting up is who they want out. So who would you put up right now? Well, 
you know, me and Dylan are totally two different players, and I would never be in Dylan's position in the game with who he's aligned with. I think um, if Kevin really wants, if, if Dylan really wants to get in good with Kevin and them, he pretty much has to go for Karen. Now, I don't think that if he goes for Dre or William, no one would actually be too pressed about it because, well, William's safe from the comp, but no one, everyone sees them as long-term targets as much as they're in a good spot. Everyone knows that they have to be broken up at some point, and therefore this could be a week. I don't see Dylan necessarily um, doing all the speculation of backdooring Bruno or backdooring. I think that he might take the safe road. But um, that's probably the better road for him to take because, you know, you remove any more of these big alumni targets and he's going to be sitting there with Demetrius like a big shining star of a physical newbie threat. And it's only going to take a few people to dethrone him real quick and kick him out. Okay. So, uh, that what, what do you think? Oh, that's good. Targets, that's but. a good, good – uh... Good strategy there. I mean, me personally, I would. I, agree. <laughs> I would set up Kevin. You would be getting Kevin. I think that he's so smart. I just feel that he's such a huge threat. But I know that like Dylan is trying to build relationships right now. It's sort of like his second chance at life, and he needs to, you know, pick a side or, or, and build some relationships. So mm-hmm. you know, um, but it seems like he's talking more to Dimitri and Ika, right? Yep. So. I, he, Kev, uh, Karen is, 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 is close with those guys, too. Mm-hmm. So he's probably going to go after one of the vets if, I, if I'm if i thinking he's going to do something right. And I'm, I he'll probably put up Bruno, but I would put up Kevin. <laughs> we, we, there's no way to tell sometimes how this game is going to go. You know, it's really hard, and that's why it's hard for these players really decide what's the best thing to do. Because you do either go after one of these alumni or you take out one of these maybe worthless newbies game-wise, but you might be gaining some positivity ground with the alumni if you do that. So every move has a reaction and a reaction, and Dylan is now in a hard spot because obviously one of his veto nomi- one of his nominees are going to come down, and therefore he's got to piss three people off this week. Yeah. Well, I he's think Dylan who's, will do whatever the, Dylan wants to do. I yeah, think Dylan doesn't really have a gameplay. You know? Yeah. yeah. Dylan doesn't really have, like, it all mapped out, you know? No. And maybe that's the best thing to do because there is no map. There's no X mm-hmm. at the, you know, at the end. There is a treasure, but there's no X to find it, you know? Right. And he could also look at it like, well, right now, Cindy's kind of, like, by herself um, because, you know, she did make this move. And maybe mm-hmm. it's the best thing for him to do to go after either Kevin or Bruno which, you know, I wouldn't want Bruno right now. I think Kevin has his, uh, you know, showmance going on right now with William. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, Dylan definitely got uh, his, um, you know, he was a little bit disturbed by what they did to him and Kevin not using the veto on him. Right. You know, um, so, you know, Dre and Willie, William are together. Um, you know, you got Ica and Demetrius together, so I don't think he's going to go after Ica because right now, you know, no. he doesn't want to ruffle any more but feathers think, at that point. 
Kevin is very well connected because of his relationship with William and William's relationship with Dre and Kevin's relationship with Bruno. I think that if you go for Kevin, you're pissing off a lot of people. That's not just a simple move. And I think a lot of these alumni, even that know that they're going to have to deal with Kevin eventually, don't want to deal with him quite yet. Well, I mean, Ned is out. Anyone's so going to tell Kevin, it may might good. as well be a newbie. <laughs> and I think that, yeah, because he didn't use the veto on him, that might be showing a little bit of, like, you know, I thought we're a type of, not as type. All it would take is William to say, yo, I think that he's treating me like a boy toy, and I'm doing the same back to him. I don't trust him, and then, boom, he's up. Right. Which true. we've seen. Okay, I want to just talk one more thing about Big Brother Canada, and then I want to just move real quickly to a different reality show, Survivor, before we go off, because we only have a few more minutes left. Um, now that Gary is gone, Suzette, who is this week, this moment, because you know it's going to change, who is your go-to Big Brother Can house guest right now, who you got on the top of your tower? I'm so torn between Cindy and Ika, but I'm going to go for Ika. Okay, you got Ika. Okay. And Jason, um, we haven't talked to you all season, so we don't know who was your pick from the beginning, and I'm sure it's changed. Uh, You know, it possibly might have been Netta. I don't know. I will go down with ship Ika. I will never get off the boat. That's my girl. I love her to death. She's been a good friend to people like me and Devon. And um, we're riding the Ica train strong, regardless of yes. smart gameplay or smart yes. whatever. We love we love us the Ica. Okay, well, I guess we're doing a menage a trois because I'm Team Ica. Ica, yes. my girl, I love her. I can't wait to twerk with that bitch at the finale. <laughs> And because she's like, damn, white girl can twerk, Michelle, get it. And I'm like, oh, uh, you uh, guys. Uh, uh. I so, can't wait for Niagara Falls. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be I'm a lot of fun. I'm passport, so I might not get there. <laughs> oh, you'll get it. My dad got his two weeks. So okay. he, he already got his. So you'll get yours. Um, so, all right, you guys, we basically ran down Big Brother Canada. And holy shit, can I just say, and I will reiterate the best Big Brother Canada moment ever was this week's double eviction, by far, hands down. Do you guys agree? Yeah, you're next. Yes. Epic episode. Epic. Epic. And if you guys are sitting there going, oh, I don't recall it being like that, well, you need to go back and watch it again because you got, you obviously fucking went to the bathroom or something and you you had a poop moment. So please go back and rewatch it if you didn't. Okay. Uh, we only have a couple minutes left, and I don't know if Suzette maybe knows about it. But oh, I watched the last episode. Okay, so yeah. let's really talk quick because we have to, because NBC Nightly News, Lester Holt talked about it on NBC Nightly News. This was a big thing. This was just huge, crazy, another a drop jaw moment in reality TV, all of reality TV history, as we mm-hmm. saw Survivor, Jeff Varner, do some bullshit, which we don't even know what it was for, what it had to do with game, and um, I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on it um, real quickly. So uh, let's start with uh, Suzette uh, being in Canada. I want to know what you Canadians think about it. Um, oh, it's What were your thoughts on the Varner, uh, Zeke, just craziness? Of Zeke, we love you, by the way. We give you Mad yes, Clap, class Zeke. act, by the way. Go oh. for it. 
Oh, he handled us so good. Um, I just thought it was such a low blow. You know, I know when we were talking about earlier, people make that last-ditch effort and say things and, and out dirty laundry or just, you know, get spontaneous and don't use their brain. Well, that was that kind of moment where he outed um, Zeke and saying he was transgendered, and, and it was not his place, absolutely, you know. And, I, and you could see the fellow, uh, you know, people, the cast members, just disgusted and, and uh, even... Uh, Mr. Probs, they were just like, what the hell, you know? I just thought it was just so disturbing. And I really genuinely felt sorry for the guy. But Zeke handled this so amazingly, you know, and and, and, and uh, was honest and, you know, was very classy. You know, there was no anger in that. It was a lot of disappointment and just kind of, wow. It was just a, a moment where you were just in complete shock and then just felt remorseful and then just felt proud moment, though, too, the way it was handled, you know? And, there, and that was the first I ever seen. There was no voting. It was just like we made a decision. He's Bye, going. Felicia. Bye. 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 <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you had a chance and you screwed it up by some bullshit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank, yeah. thank you, Suzette, because I wanted to know what your thoughts were. Jason? Can you yeah. give your input on this? Because I'm, uh, I was this, speechless when it all went down. Um, anyone that knows me knows that I don't cry for shit. But um, it was a very emotional tribal council. You know, I'm especially watching this survivor because Andrea is a friend of mine. And obviously Andrea yeah. was at this tribal council and was very vocal. Andrea lives in New York City. She's got a lot of LGBTQ friends. I know that they are very important to her, and I know that that is an important stance for her. So it was good to see um, her express her opinions and emotions on it. I think, like Suzette said, it's a last-ditch effort, and I think that um, it was a clearly mistaken idea of something appropriate to say. But Zeke handled it so properly, so well, and um, I think that that has made everybody love him even more. But what I think the best thing about it that's happened is it's showing people, you know, in this, I did not know any um, transsexuals. I had never met any of that. And then obviously I lived with Audrey and learned her life and learned the things that she has been through. So you learn all these amazing things about people. That's the best thing about Big Brother or Survivor because it's all different types of people. But here we are as America thinking that we know what transgendered people are like and that we could spot them and know what they act like or what they sound like. And here is someone that's been on this show a few times Nobody had no idea, and it really goes to show that your perceptions can be wrong, not in that we should assume that he was one, but that what you thought a, a transsexual was is not what you thought they are. Zeke has really put a new human face to um, especially female-to-male transitions. I feel like on television we see a lot of male-to-female transitions, but it's good to see um, the opposite way of it. And I think on an amazing big show like Survivor that's watched by millions of people, it was a good, it was a good thing to show. Um, and a lot of people said, well, why is CBS even airing this? Well, there was no vote. It was the main storyline. It had to be aired. Um, it's not CBS's fault for, quote-unquote, outing Zeke. It's Jeff Barner's fault for saying that and thinking that that was ever an appropriate stance to use in the game and that um, Jeff Probst 
and the rest of the tribe mates were very um, stiff on the stance of this is wrong, this is bullshit, I think was perfect. Um, he handled it very well. Obviously, it's something you, you, nobody wanted to see happen. But I think hindsight, the light at the end of the tunnel, it's a good thing that it happened for America, for Survivor, for TV. I think people need to see these characters. And um, obviously he didn't want to tell the world, but I don't think it's going to hurt him any. I think, if anything, he's helped himself with the world and with public perception. And, you know, I see him doing interviews for all People magazine and stuff now. It's the biggest news story to come out of Survivor for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought it was, it, like you said, it was a good thing for America, and it was a very good learning tool for people, and it helped break a lot of stereotypes. And I loved how he's so personal, how he said, like, you know, I wanted didn't want to be the trans person on the show. I wanted to be Zeke, right? I really love that because I do have a lot of trans friends that I hang out with on the daily, and and that is sort of the thing, that people want to be loved for themselves and Mm -hmm. not so much these identities that people place on them and these questions, you know? And so it's a people are human, and, and people identify how they want to identify without having people to ask a lot of questions. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I, I really appreciated how he handled it and, and was sharing, and people were very receptive. And I think that people are learning, um, you know, what is appropriate and, 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 and how we communicate and, and have yeah. relationships. Michelle, time's up. Friends. Okay, I just want to say one thing before we go. I just want to say yeah. class act Zeke was. I look yeah. at Zeke the same as I did this moment as I did when I first saw him on Survivor. I don't look mm-hmm. at him any different. And I just want people to understand that everybody around you, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what's happening with them. You don't know who they are, maybe to right. the fullest of what you want. But you know what? He will live his life even better than he lived before, okay? Mm-hmm. And all I got to say is Jeff might have made a really wrong decision on what he did and you know, what Zeke wants to reveal about his personal life, that's none your business. Yeah. None your business. That has nothing to do with the game. And Jeff will have to live with that his entire life. Do I hate the guy? No. Did he lose well, the moment? Will he ever yes. Did he fuck time? up? Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. We're going to wrap up, you know Michelle. What yeah, okay. Um, so I just wanted to make a, a point about that, and um, that was one of a huge moments. If you haven't watched Survivor, make sure you go watch it. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we no would love problem, to have honey. you back. Um, good luck in California. Wishing you all the best. I can't wait to come hang out and see everything that you're doing because you have made a huge life change for yourself. You moved to different coasts, and you're doing great and wonderful. I love and miss you, but I know you're doing great things. So thank you so much for I love and miss you too, Jason. I love yeah. you, ladies. You guys have a lovely night, okay? Have a good one. I love you. Love you, Jason. Bye, girls. I'll I'll stalk you later, honey. Please. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Suzette, thank you for always just sizing up Canada because I gave two flips, flips, snap, and up and down and all around because, honey, this is what we are here for. Susie Oracle called it first. Cindy was going to take Onetta, and it happened. (laughs) My prediction. You did. So far, so good, girl. So we will be talking to you next week. 
We will see what about the secret room. Who's going to get this diamond veto? Who's going to get sliced with it? Because someone's going to get taken out, girl. And just let you guys all know, the, the schedule for Big Brother Canada has changed this week. So Wednesday, Big Brother Canada will air at 10 p.m., not 9 p.m. because Survivor is doing a two-hour show. Make sure you jot that down. 10 p.m., Big Brother Canada, and then we'll be back with Thursday, Big Brother Canada at 8 p.m. eviction. Suzette, thank everybody. Have well, a good thank night. You and we love, love you. you we love you, Michelle. Love, love you, Cherry. And you guys have a good weekend. We'll talk next week. Okay. I love you. I'll be stalking your ass, too, please. Okay, bye. Okay. Uh, thank you, everybody out there, Chatland. Uh, make sure you guys come back next Monday where we will be chatting about Big Brother Canada, everything reality, and, of course, you know, what me and Cherry did on the weekend because you guys love to know what we did the weekend before Monday. Right, Cherry? <laughs> yep. Hope you all will join us on uh, Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central for Mike and the Mike, our Survivor Recap Show, where we will talk Survivor and talk about our opinions of Survivor and what took place there as well. Um, we did last Thursday. And hopefully we might be able to get Jeff Barnard to come on our show because that's what we do. We support those who have maybe done things that they regret on shows. And we know that Amen. people change and they need our support. And Absolutely. we've done it time and time again on this show, and it's what we will continue to do on this show. So I'm going to wrap up That's tonight great, with Ron, yeah. as we always do. Here's Ron to take us out for tonight. God bless everyone. Take care. Hope you have a great week. Make sure you're back here next week for Manic Monday. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. Thank you all for joining us for Manic Mondays tonight. hope you guys have a very blessed week. And join us again next Monday for Manic Mondays. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, everybody. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you guys next Monday. Love you, Cherry Pie. Good night, all.